0: The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. I'm already tired of the 2021 NBA season. Yep. Welcome to another edition of NBA Today. I'm your host, Corbin Ford. Follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. This is a hoop ball presentation, so make sure to check out the fine folks of hoop ball on Twitter at hoopball tweets online, hoop-ball.com. Ladies and gentlemen, when you're hearing this right now on December 31st of 2020, you are here and you have made it in such a hellacious, tragic, just long year. And now we're on New Year's Eve. So give yourselves a pound on the back, um, and think about those who tragically did not get to this point. And just so much has happened this year. I think we just got to take a moment, step outside of the basketball sphere and look at this and go, wow. Um, and just hope that collectively we have a stronger year together. With that being said, let's talk about basketball. Uh, I mean, do we have to? <sighs> yeah, we do. It's NBA today. We had the usual slate of blow blowouts, excuse me. We had one good game, uh at least one good game that I really enjoyed, uh, and that was Atlanta and Brooklyn. So we're going to start there. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets beat the undefeated Atlanta Hawks 145-141, to a game that had 16 lead changes and nine ties. This was a game. This was a fun game. Brooklyn had seven players in double figures. Uh, uh, it was a tight kind of team effort. Definitely no defense involved, but they were led by... Kevin Durant with 33 points, 11 rebounds, and 8 assists, while Kyrie Irving shook off some pretty rough three quarters to score 17 of his 25 points in the fourth quarter, winning time. Uh, This was all about offense. Kyrie was horrible just off the bat, I have to say. Just 3 of 16 from the field, and Trey Young was eating this guy alive. Taking his lunch, not defensively because, I mean, it's Trey Young, but scoring on him pretty easily, making it look... Like it was nothing, uh, but then Kyrie woke up, made three three pointers in the final period. He had missed all his first all of his first seven in the first three quarters. Uh, the Nets came together collectively, rallied to win. Even in defeat, Trey Young had thirty points, eleven assists, and six rebounds. While John Collins had thirty points and ten rebounds, uh, for the Hawks, I mean Bogdan Bogdanovich Bod- Bod- had six three pointers and scored twenty-two points. Cam Reddish had twenty. Uh, They led for most of the first three quarters, Uh, but you know what? Ultimately, they were put down by the Nets. All things considered, this isn't the worst start for Atlanta. Uh, They won their first three for the first time since 2016. So if you're an Atlanta fan, you are encouraged by a few things. One, you hung with the team in Brooklyn that, I mean... They are looking really strong out the gate this year. In a season that's been up and down already in these first couple of games in terms of blowouts, blow... Why do I keep saying blowouts? Blowups. Blowouts, kind of, you know, teams going up and down. The Brooklyn Nets look like a championship contender. The Hawks stayed with them. And controlled most of the game. They also had superb spacing. These additions that Atlanta had from Bogdanovich, Danilo Gallinari, improved shooting from Cam Reddish, uh, improved shooting from DeAndre Hunter, Kevin Herter as well. These guys have made it so that the floor is so spread for Trey Young to really go to work. You have a ball screen going downhill. And this is from a guy in Trey Young. 30 points, got to the free throw line relentlessly, 14 to 16 from there. Didn't hit a three. Oh, a four from down there. Ultimately, the Hawks hit 18. So, I mean, Bodanovich led the way with 6 out of 11, but you can take away a lot from Atlanta. Defensively, still a struggle, but offensively, it has some juice. Uh, Rajon Ramon didn't do too much in in 16 minutes, uh, aside from tallying 6 assists, but it was a deep effort for Atlanta, and ultimately, there was just too much sauce. Uh, Particularly, Kevin Durant, who, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, but well next show he looks like a very early mvp candidate if the nets can win enough games the way he's playing out the gate coming out of injury the narrative is there the stat line is there all we need is that overall team success 33 points on 11 and 22 shooting 9-9 from the free throw line we already mentioned 11 rebounds and the eight assists i mean you can't stop the guy he's still a cheat code even coming off an injury it is hard to stop him kyrie already mentioned uh Ultimately, twenty-five point six assists isn't bad. Of uh, the overall stat line, ten of twenty-seven from the field, three of eleven from three. That's pretty rough. Karis LeVert off the bench, uh, ten points and eight assists. Again, on its head, not a bad stat. Four of thirteen from the field, two of six from three. Not super great. Uh, Joe Harris played well, uh, six to eight from three. Uh, that was it. Jared Allen. I mean, I personally think Jared Allen should be a starter over DeAndre Jordan. But if I had my way, Jared Allen would have started from the get. DeAndre Jordan, I think, is just better for off the bench right now. His skill set's more that way. He's becoming increasingly immobile. I think anybody could see that, but, you know, you didn't get Kyrie and KD without getting DeAndre, so I get the politics around I'm just saying, overall, Jared Allen is a better player. And it showed. DeAndre played uh, 15 minutes to Jared Allen's 24, uh, platooning that center position, uh, and Jared Allen was more productive. 15 points and 13 rebounds uh, off the bench. Compare that to... Jordan's five and one rebound. You know, just saying. So that was the one good game. Uh let's shout out to Landry Sham and Torian Prince. Two guys who went five for five from the field and two for two from three to finish with uh fourteen points for Sham he got to the line once and then twelve for Torian Prince. Gotta love those uh super subs coming in and shooting just amazing efficiency. <laughs> All right. Let's go down to some other games. Uh I will check out I will say definitely check out the Hoop Grizz Podcast. Uh, there's a lot of pods out here that are covering these team specific um contests but suffice it to say Boston blew out Memphis 126 to 107. Uh Memphis was shorthanded obviously. They are without Jared uh JJ Oh my gosh, I can't talk right now. They are without John Morant, they are without um a, a ton of guys. Jonte Porter, Xavier Tillman, uh you name it. They they haven't had these guys in a second and I mean, only the guy that they've missed since the season started, or since the bubble, really. Uh, their biggest loss, arguably next to John ja Morant, was Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, it's a who's who of who's out for the Memphis Grizzlies. Let me let me take a minute here and just kind of run through the list of everyone who is not available for the Grizzlies, and and, and I'm telling you, it's astounding. So De'Anthony Melton, Killian Tilly, Xavier Tillman, Jontae Porter, Grayson Allen, John Morant, and Jaron Jackson Jr. That's that's a whole starting five and two guys off the bench. It's not good. Uh, Grayson Allen, uh, in fact, actually got injured on this. He only played 11 minutes. Uh, Kyle Anderson did not have a good night shooting. Uh, In fact, anybody not named Gorgie Jang or Jonas Valanciunas had a horrible night shooting. Dylan Brooks, 6-18. Tyus Jones, 3 of 7. Brandon Clark, 4 of 13. Oh, shout out to Desmond Bain. He played well. In 31 minutes, 16 points on 11 shooting possessions, 3 of 6 from 3. But there's just not enough right now for Memphis to really kind of compete. I mean, unless you have a a, a breakout game from Kyle Anderson and Dylan Brooks consistently and you hope to get some ancillary pieces working, especially against a team like the Celtics who, let's talk about Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, y'all. And I'm, 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 this is early, so I, I just I just got to let you know. I was shocked. Career high, 42 points for Jalen Brown. 42 points on 71% shooting. Only 5 of 6 from the free throw line. What happened is Jumper was hitting. He was 15 of 21 from the field. He was 7 out of 10 from 3. 5 rebounds, 4 assists, and a steal for good measure. But that's not all. You also had uh, good Solid 50% shooting game from Jason Tatum. 16 points on 6-12, 3-5 from 3, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. Aside from that, really, all your starters did the work. Daniel Tice had 12, Marcus Smart had 14. In a sign of trouble, everyone off the bench, uh, with the exception of Semi-Ojelay, Trayvon Waters, or Semi-Ojelay and Taco Fall, were able to... Oh no, my mistake, I'm getting the whole thing wrong. I was about to say everyone, with the exception of Semaj Williams and Taco Fall, were able to score. Everyone on the Celtics bench scored because it was a, you know, it was a blowout. Uh, everyone had a chance to get some run. Even Taco Fall and, and Tremont Waters got six minutes apiece. That's what I meant to say. But I still think that the Boston's bench is an ultimate struggle. I get it. You don't have Kemba Walker. You know, a lot of stress is on Jeff Teague, who did get the starting spot alongside Marcus Smart um, to go along with. Uh, Tatum and Brown, and then Tice. But it, 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 you need some strength there, especially for a team like Boston that has some real deep playoff aspirations. Don't know where you get that right now. Right now, all Boston's doing all that they can do. But if I were them, I would highly, highly be looking at a trade for James Harden. Now, does that mean getting rid of Jalen Brown after a 42-point game or a little bit after that? I mean, obviously, that makes him even more attractive. The dude's a young piece that, as you can see, has the potential for these breakout games. But you could get, like, James Harden, I mean, that's a whole nother offensive threat that warps defenses in a way that can open up so much space. So much space. So much space for Jason Tatum. It's just that simple to me. It's a no-brainer. I get it. You know, Boston has the young guys, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum on the core. You'd have to understand what ancillary pieces would be sent out. With Brown to make that happen, what pieces will come back from Houston with Harden? But I'm just saying, if you're Boston, this the the framework of this deal has to be at least somewhere in your brain. I I just think if you're trying to get some additional manpower, even at full strength, do you see this Boston team, uh, the second best team out in the East? Depends how you feel about Philadelphia, I guess, right? I I like them. Uh, Toronto's been something. I think, oh, Philadelphia. I was meant to say third best team because you have to remember, it's Brooklyn and Milwaukee right now to me. Just easy. And then after that, it's anyone's game. All right. Speaking of a game, uh, it wasn't really a game. Uh, Lonzo Ball and the Hornets dominated the Mavs. Uh 118-99. to 99. L- I mean, Lonzo Ball. Oh, my gosh. I'm slipping, y'all. LaMelo Ball. LaMelo scored 22 points. Miles Bridges had 20 points and 16 rebounds. This is the Mavericks' home opener. This was a shame. Terry Rozier scored 18. He had a pair of threes early and a 14-0 run to start the second half. That gave the Hornets a 25-point lead coming off of their first win um, against the Nets. It was it was rough. This was rough. Um, and this was after Dallas is coming off their first victory in that 51-point blowout over the Clippers. The Hornets are up 68-57 at the break, and then the third quarter just completely took over. Uh, they outscored Dallas 30-12. is limited 12 points. For the game, sat in the fourth out of reach. Tim Hardaway Jr. ended up leading Dallas with 18 points. Charlotte hit five threes in the third quarter. Uh, the Mavs hit their first nine. Uh, they finished one of 15 in that quarter. Dallas was 11 of 41 for the game. It, it was it was it was just complete domination. Lonzo, I mean Lonzo again, Lamelo. Seven to ten from the field, four of five from deep. Made all four free throws that he attempted to beat his high from the first three games of 13 points. So this wasn't even hard. Uh, also, the front line of the Hornets between P.J. Washington, Jade McDaniel's, and Bismack Biombo, they had little trouble getting good looks to the rim. They combined to go 11 of 18 from the field. Washington scored 11, McDaniel's 10, Biombo had nine. This was it was something else. Uh, James Johnson, yeah, remember him? Yeah, James Johnson. You don't want to mess with that dude. Well, apparently, you do if you're Cody Martin. The two of them had an altercation late in the fourth quarter. Uh, he was called for a technical already before entering the game in the first. I'm talking about Johnson here. So, that one had him ejected. But, I mean, listen. If I'm if there's one guy I don't want to be coming across, it's James Johnson. That dude, that dude's legit. UFC, M- 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 I don't even know. Any acronym for a bomb fighter playing basketball. And I think you got... I think that that's what James Johnson is. No, thank you. No, thank you. LeBron James and the Lakers made light work of the San Antonio Spurs, 121-107. to 107. LeBron James, on his 36th birthday, scored 26 points on 47% shooting from the field to go along with eight, five rebounds and eight assists. Uh, also, he set a record scoring double figures in 1,000 consecutive games. That is insane. Uh, also, a little bit of history, Becky Hammond became the first woman to, to coach an NBA team uh, taking over the San Antonio Spurs after Greg Popovich was ejected uh, early in the se- or late in the second quarter. Uh, Popovich was mad at a non-call on DeMar DeRozan uh, on an attempted layup and then a rebound attempt by Drew Eubanks. Uh, he wasn't able to get the call he wanted, and he definitely made that known to the referee, uh, official Tony Brown. Uh, so from that point on, uh, Hammond took over, and... Has now been the first full-time female assistant coach in league history. I mean, she was, and now she's the first uh, actual full-time coach in a game, which is a little bit of history that is awesome. Uh, That is just, wow. Um, Prop first, I mean, Becky Hammond is a legend in her own right. Uh, She was a three-time All-American at Colorado State. She played a long time, a long storied career the WNBA for the New York Liberty and the San Antonio Stars, as well as overseas before retiring and joining Coach Pop in 2014. So she's been there for six, going on seven years now. Um, it, it was, it was, it, it, it's, it's an achievement. It's history, and it's awesome. And I can't think of anyone else who deserves it other than, uh, or more so than Becky Hammond. As far as the Lakers, though, uh, aside from LeBron, Dennis Schroeder had 21 points. AD had 20 points and 8 rebounds. Wesley Matthews scored 16 off the bench, going 6 of 6 from 3. The Spurs went on a very quick start. Uh, 9-2, had a nice drive, nice dunk by Keldon Johnson. I love the smaller, kind of faster lineup that the Spurs have been using this season, which has basically consisted of DeJounte Murray and Lonnie Walker, with DeMar DeRozan at three, Keldon Johnson at the four, and LaMarcus Aldridge at the five. The one slow guy in the lineup, but he spaces the floor really well with his elite shooting ability from the mid-range and now even out further to three. So that's been something that's been good for them. LaMarcus was out uh due to injury and so they had um inserted yaka portal there who is more of a traditional center for sure brings you none of that floor spacing ability but they were still able to get up and down the floor really well in san antonio they've been fun to watch this year with that unfortunately they just did not have enough for the lakers uh the lakers were all over from just around what um two minutes left in the first quarter uh, they responded on an 11-0 run right after the Spurs had had their own 9-2 run. They got double-digit lead uh, with the minute left in the first quarter, and then from that point on, it was catch up and keep away. Uh, Aldridge, already mentioned out with injury, uh, it was knee soreness, so he's still being monitored, and that will be on a day-to-day basis for him. All right, Milwaukee and Miami had a rematch. Remember, they played just yesterday where Milwaukee hit a, uh NBA uh, record 29 three-pointers uh, to just totally lay the smack down Miami well this time Miami I want to say return the favor they didn't uh Milwaukee they turned they returned the favor they got the win excuse me uh they did not hit more threes than Milwaukee did they hit the Miami he hit 15 uh compared to Milwaukee 16 but Miami got the bigger thing which is the win uh 119 to 108 uh Giannis played a little better Giannis all of a sudden brought his three ball stroke two of six from out there he had triple double 26 13 rebounds and 10 assists Uh, Chris Middleton, however, did not bring his A game. It seemed like all of his good shots went in their previous game. He was 3 of 15 from the field, missed every three he took, seven rebounds, nine assists. So he did other things except putting the ball in the basket. Uh, Speaking of that, that was a common struggle for most of the Bucs. 3 of 11 for Brooke Lopez, 5 of 14 for Dante DiVincenzo, 4 of 15. For Drew Holiday. 1 of 5 for DJ Augustine. Only guys who did pretty good with the minutes they had. Uh, the game was kind of decided. Brendan Forbes, Pat Connaughton. They came up with some strong production. 12 points for Connaughton. 9 points for Forbes on 4 of 6 shooting. That was good. Uh, Bobby Portis had 11 on 4 of 8. Then you look at Giannis's production. And you kind of realize that's how you got the game that you did. Uh, for Miami. Bam Adebayo played a lot better. Especially after that pitiful. Oh I got to get my teammates involved. But not score the ball. Uh, he managed to do both. It's crazy that one could do that. 22 points, 8 rebounds, 10 assists. Look at you go. Bam, bam. 7 of 13 from the field, 8 of 10 from the free throw line. A.V. Bradley started alongside Tyler Hero. He had 16 points to go along with 2 rebounds. Tyler Hero had 21 points. 15 rebounds, 4 assists. Big rebounding night for him. Andre Godala, who had rested their previous matchup, did get the start for Miami. 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 block, steady defense, no points, 0 of 3 from 3. Duncan Robinson, 9 points on 2 of 4 from 3. It was really not a factor. Um, Off the bench, who was? Goran Dragic, 26 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists on 9 of 17 from the field, including 4 3-pointers. And then Kelly Linick came in and hit 3 threes as well. All right. This game is still being wrapped up as I record it, but it's pretty much for all intents and purposes over and it's basically been over. The Clippers have beating and will beat the Blazers. Uh right now the score is one twenty eight to one hundred five. Uh I mean let's just start with the ugly, since we have to. Damian Lillard. 20 points, right? Five rebounds, four assists, not bad. Got to the free throw line pretty well, 14 of 15. But the dude cannot buy a bucket when he wasn't from manufacturing it from the free throw line. He was three of 14 from the field. He attempted eight threes. He missed every single one. It was very rough for him. C.J. McCollum had 25 points to pick up some of the slack. On 8 of 17 from the field, he did knock down seven threes. Aside from that, you didn't really get a whole lot from your front court. Uh, Derrick, Jones Jr. Derrick Jones Jr. and Robert Covington didn't give you a lot in the Lakers game. Uh, the Lakers won. Uh, the, not the Lakers. The Blazers won big just off the strength of one uh, Gary Trent Jr. But in this one, I mean, they didn't give you anything either. Two of six for Derrick Jones Jr., three of four for Robert Covington. But that was it. Carmelo Anthony had 15 points off the bench. Uh, aside from that, and his canter gave you 10, and, and that was really about it. Um, this it, it, it was a, a rough one. Kawhi Leonard, in his return, 28 points on 52% shooting. 7-8 from the free throw line, 3-5 of five from 3, 3 rebounds, 7 assists. Good to see that playmaking go up. Another guy who had a very strong game, Nicholas Batum, 11 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 4-6 on the field, knocked down 2 threes. Serge Baca had 11. Paul George, strong bounce back game. Well, second one. Remember, he had a good game against the Timberwolves, or a decent one. 23 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. Pat Bev, 7 points, 4 rebounds, a lot of fouls, too. 4 fouls in one quarter. Gotta love that. And Lou Will, another second straight solid game off the bench. 15 points, 5 rebounds, and 2 assists in 20 minutes. Not bad. Honestly, I mean, it's crazy that the Clippers had such a lopsided loss to the Mavericks and then they rebounded with two just complete dominating victories over the Timberwolves and the Blazers. As far as the Blazers, I mean, they're still a good team. Lilith got to find a stroke. I think that... You know, you got to figure out kind of where the front court's going to add some more. I mean, they, they're adding enough. I think defensively, um, in some rebounding, some toughness there, you're getting that. But uh, is, this, is this a uh, Mohawk-less uh, Alfred Camino uh, 2.0? Slightly better shooting? I'm just saying, is it that far-fetched? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Let me know if you think so. But I'm just saying, like, uh, Robert Covington can definitely get hot and shoot the ball. He's not that kind of guy that creates anything off the dribble. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. is there really for his defensive purposes. He's not a a shooter by any stretch of the imagination. Low 20s. For real. For real, for real. So, just my thoughts. Again, you're putting a lot of pressure on Lillard and McCollum, which works for most of the season and against most of the teams. But there will always be the upper echelon of teams that will be able to make things difficult for them. And then who steps up in their absence will be important. All right. Time to preview Tonight's games, so we have an early one, 3 o'clock Eastern. Remember, all times Eastern here. You have the Cavs 3-1 and versus the Pacers 3-1. and You're looking for some good basketball that may not be a blowout? This might be it, the battle of the two talented big men. You know that Indiana Pacers have DeMontis a bonus, so you're wondering, who's the other talented big man in this matchup? You forgot about Andre Drummond. 19 points, 15 rebounds, and 3.5 and assists for him so far in this young, young season. So that's bomb. Um, compare that to Sabonis' 21 points, 11 rebounds, and 7 assists. All I'm trying to say is that this isn't going to be Wilton Bill Russell, but I don't know. Okay, I'm just kidding. All right. The winless Washington Wizards will have to try and avenge their loss to the Bulls. They play them at 5. The Bulls are 1-3. Thank you, Washington. Wizards already mentioned 0-4. This should be interesting. I really want to see how the Wizards bounce back. Uh, Can Davis, Bertans get more run alongside Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal? Because honestly, I think that is the problem. So far, it looks like Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal are playing quite well together. Russell Westbrook's good too, but you need to maximize the shooting you have on the floor. And the Wizards don't have a plethora of of established shooters. They have better high-quality shooters than the Rockets did, but the Rockets had more guys who would take the shot. And right now, you know, you're really struggling when you play Russell Westbrook with Ish Smith or another non-shooting guy. Uh, if you have Ish Smith and Robin Lopez out there, good luck. I mean, that's just cramping the offense. Especially Russell Westbrook not being a good three-point shooter himself. So, that's interesting. A game I'm going to be definitely tuning in on NBA TV. This is a game to watch. This is the game, this is the, the, the stud game right here. So, the 3-1 76ers versus the undefeated, the last undefeated team in the NBA. The Orlando Magic. 630. Joel versus Nikola Vucevic get to continue to see the great play of Markel Fultz, see if Tobias Harris can have a third straight good game or a second straight good game for the 76ers, how Ben Simmons will kind of bounce against this team, this is going to be a fun one to watch. 7 o'clock, the Scrappy, very good, Sacramento Kings, 3-1, will face off against the Houston Rockets. That'll be interesting, the Rockets should have John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins, along with everyone else they've been missing so far uh, due to COVID protocol back, so that will be fun to see. Uh, James Harden, again, Young, young NBA season, but 39 points and 12 assists so far. Wow. Speaking of that, another solid team, the Knicks, 2-2 against the 0-3 Raptors, who Kyle Lowry said this game is a must-win game for them. That will be at 7-30. Uh, Definitely want to see how the Raptors respond. They've uh, had their issues for certain. Pelicans and Thunderbolt clash at 8 Pelicans had a devastating, just disastrous loss to the Phoenix Suns. So you definitely want to see them bounce back in a major way. For the Thunder, you're definitely looking at Shea Gilgis Alexander. And these other young pieces. It's the Thunder Team. I mean, they're not good, but they got some they got some they got some pieces around them. They got some pieces. I'm happy, I'm be really happy to recap this game. And then last but not least, to close out the night on NBA TV, the 3-1 and Phoenix Suns against the 2-1 and Utah Jazz. Always interesting. Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Rudy Gobert. Watching how that matches up and, and seeing what comes out of it, that'll be a lot of fun. All right, well, that will do it for today's edition of NBA Today. As always, don't forget to find me on Twitter at CorbinNBA, hoopball, hoop-ball.com, on Twitter at hoopballtweets. And let me tell you all one more time, definitely check out the great Hoopball content that is there because it is. I mean, oh my gosh, y'all! Like, I I know you know working with Hoopball, being happy to to have some of these products are great. But like, I'm not even playing with you. You want things like the Wager Pass, Best Bets. You want things like the Daily Dish, basically a free nightly recap what I do, but more in written form and, and probably a little bit better. You get the world famous Dan Vesper's tweet storm. Everything you need to, to to look out for for fantasy matchups the day of. Just saying. Plus, you get the Discord chat room info, which the chat room is lit, y'all. The chat room is lit, so definitely make sure to check that out. Got expert analysis and there. You got good, fun conversation. You got your boy in there talking hoops. Why not? Anyways, that'll do it here. Thank y'all so much for catching on. Uh, let's go into the New Year strong. By the time you hear this last one, it will be on New Year's Eve. Eh, maybe I'll do a massive episode on New Year's Day and, and just let the New Year's Eve drive by. I haven't decided yet, I'm probably going to be back. I love y'all. But um, until tomorrow, next time, y'all hear me. Y'all stay frosty. I will stay frosty. And I'll talk to y'all real soon. Hi, right, y'all. This has been a hoop bowl presentation.